Hello, and welcome to the New Relic Modern Software Podcast. When Scribble Live, a leading marketing, technology, and content creation platform, first installed New Relic, the company was finally able to look at issues that used to take days or even longer to resolve and fix them in a matter of minutes. Even more important, though, Scribble Live worked to customize New Relic so it can turn that rich performance data into meaningful conversations throughout the business, from customer success managers all the way up to the C-suite. It's a key step in changing the outlook of engineering from being seen as a cost center to becoming a thought leader within the organization. Those are just a couple of the key points shared by Steve Henry, Scribble Live's Vice President and Head of Engineering, in this episode of the New Relic Modern Software Podcast, where he joins me, Frederick Paul, Editor-in-Chief at New Relic, and today's co-host, New Relic's Senior Director of Customer Marketing, Cynthia Hester. Before Henry joined Cynthia and me, however, you should know that you can find full transcripts of the New Relic Modern Software Podcast on the New Relic blog, blog.newrelic.com. That's also where to look for associated links, images, and other stuff connected to each episode. And for listeners who may not be familiar with New Relic, the cloud-based New Relic platform lets you know exactly what's happening in your software and systems in real time. Learn more at, yes, newrelic.com. And now let's get started. Welcome, Steve. Fred, thanks for having me here. And welcome, Cynthia. Thanks, Fred. I'm happy to be here. It's great to have you as co-host. So, Steve, how long have you been at Scribble Live? So I've been at Scribble Live for a year here now. And what's your role there? So I look after our global engineering teams. We've been going through a lot of changes over the last year, really trying to figure out, as we've consolidated a number of entities under us, what are our core platforms? How do we really want to go to market with them? And how do we really understand what's happening on these as we drive towards having a more integrated solution to offer our customers? So to put that in context, then, tell us a little more about Scribble Live. What exactly do you guys do? And uh, what are your biggest engineering challenges? In the MarTech space, uh, we really start at content creation. So we have a, a talent marketplace of 1,500 valid content creators that can do everything from infographics, videos, copywriting. We have a collaboration platform that think of it kind of like a sauna, but specific, really tailored to content creation ah. and a couple of publishing platforms as well, too. So think of it like a CMS, but specializing in interactive content that drives people further through the marketing funnel so you can really engage with your audience and well as some live publishing and then all the data and analytics that come out of that. So you can really see how's my content performing? How am I engaging with my audience? Um, and, and what's my ROI on this? Why am I investing this in the first? Just set of data and insights in the organization. How do you leverage this to drive real change across the org? It's a great question. It's been a, a really big focus for us recently. Um, a, a lot of our monitoring tools initially have been used to, you know, really help out engin engineering, right? How do we see what's happening in the platform? How do we get better visibility into when do we have an issue? How do we troubleshoot that faster? But the big focus for us in, in the last quarter has really been about how do we push this information out to the broader organization? How do we give customer success managers more visibility into what's happening with their customers? How does support have more visibility into, okay, that's great that there's an issue on the platform. Who does that affect and how much does it affect them? So really empowering that level one support team to have more tools at their disposal and give more visibility that's contextualized around the customer to our CSMs, to our product team, to our leadership. Is that something that they were asking for, or is that a capability that you realized with the data that your engineering team is collecting that you could really be helpful on? A lot of times it's been a black box. It's hard right. for people to see inside. And our way of addressing that is coming back to them saying, hey guys, what would you want to see? 
if you could have anything, what would that look like? And even working with them to shadow them a little bit, kind of like a general product discovery, but within our own org to understand what are some of the challenges they have and better understand their roles and, and how we can share some of the data out with some of the tools like New Relic that we have and, and make that available to everyone outside of engineering. So you mentioned New Relic there. What role does New Relic play at Scribble Live? So when we look at DevOps, uh, I really see it in three phases. There's build, deploy, and maintain. And, and New Relic fits in that maintain space. So once your platform's up and running, there's kind of three key parts to it. There's going to be your alerting, there's going to be your general monitoring, and there's going to be your log aggregation. So the big thing that we use New Relic for is we'll have our real-time dashboards. We've got about five of them sitting up on the wall so we can see what's happening and contextualize, you know, both around the customer, around the different services in a way that makes sense to the people that are looking at it. And then being able to dive in at different levels. So using APM to look at the different services that we have, looking at the infrastructure level, looking at the browser level, and then, then being able to use that to hop back and forth between the alerting and pager duty, New Relic for the monitoring, and, and then going deeper with Sumo Logic for logging. That makes sense. So the products you use are APM, Insights, and New Relic browser, or others as well? as well as infrastructure. And so what kind of data are you getting out of that that you're actually sharing with, with the rest of your organization? There's kind of two levels to it. The, there was a couple of core changes that we made this year that really have been themed around how do I contextualize this data so that it's actionable and so I can have some meaningful business conversations about it. So one of them is that if you see there's errors happening on the platform, great, what do I do with that? And what is anyone outside of that doing with it? So if we look at some of the journey mapping through when an issue comes in, how does that affect everyone within the org? That's really centered around the customer. So there's, there's a lot of value that we have in New Relic, but the other side is we have to push the right data in it to be meaningful. One of the key themes that we did is we started putting things like the client name into the requests that are going back and forth. So when we're looking at this in our insights dashboards, we can see errors by client because that's what the CSM is oh. going to care about. That's what support's going to care about. They want to know, was my customer impacted? and how much. What's that ideal use case? So if I'm the business user, kind of walk us through what your user would see. There's a couple different levels that we look at this. One of them is, you know, just at a platform level, being able to answer the question, what's happening on my platform right now? Is someone having a big day? Is the platform doing well? Being able to answer that question is really important. So that's how we've been contextualizing any errors or issues that we're having specific around the customer. But we're also starting to pump up some more product level data into it because we have this insights dashboard, which is very powerful. So rather than having everyone look for information in seven different spots, let's put it into one spot. We have a concept called streams, which are effectively little widgets that are going to be embedded into our customers' pages. And this is going to show how much activity is being driven through them. So when they're having a big day, they might have 50 times the number of uh, end users that are visiting them. That's a great time for a CSM to go and say, hey, you know what? Oh, you're having a big day. I should go reach out to you, see what's happening, see how else we can help you guys out. That's great because it sounds like this allows you to really tighten and deepen the customer engagement part of your business. Exactly. The real big theme for us is we have a ton of data. How do we turn that into actionable conversations? Has that had effects uh, on your customer relationships? Have you increased business with key customers or gotten new customers because of your ability to do this? I think the bigger focus around this, and especially being in the MarTech space, has been more around churn. And that, that's one of our big themes here, because there are a lot of players in that space. And, and we'll get questions that come in from our customers that say things like, did you even know we had an issue? And, and we do internally. 
But there's a large number of stakeholders that you want to be able to keep on the same page. You have your CSMs, you have your support, you have your product leads, you have the executives that things get escalated up to, you have the engineering side. How do you share all that information in a meaningful way? And just relying on Slack channels that engineers are pumping all the stuff into is not a great way for non-technical users to absorb what's happening or leaders that are looking after a whole number of different platforms. Just as a simple example, some of our customers are using it for major corporate events and they could have 30,000 plus people that are on there. And now we can give this to our CSMs and look at their insights dashboard and see how is it doing for this customer during this critical event? And I can watch that in real time. And then I can decide what to do with that. If there are some concerns, I can go reach out to them and talk to them about it, let them know what's going on. I'll know when the issue started, I'll know when the issue ended. And I don't need to be technical to do that. We can simplify those dashboards enough just to see spikes are bad, errors are bad. You can see when they start, they see when they finish. Spikes are bad, errors are bad. I'll try and remember that. How many people at Scribble Live are using this information right now? We have our whole engineering team that's using it, and we've, we've rolled it out consistently in the same way across our platforms. That's out of big part for us internally from the engineering side, just to make sure that, look, this is the right way to do it. This is how you run a SaaS platform. Everyone do it the same way. It makes it easy for everyone to get on board and troubleshoot things the same way. Earlier this year, we started rolling it out more to our support teams as well, too, to give them the right level of information so that they can do first level incident discovery, try and figure out what's going on. So by the time it hits engineering, we've got a really good view as to what the issue is and where to look for it. Because that's where 90% of the time we find is actually wasted trying to solve these issues is identifying the root cause of the problem and five or 10% to fix it. So it's very helpful for taking that load off of engineering and better empower our first line support to be able to help us out with that. We've also been rolling out to our CSM support teams as well. So they now have a chance to look at what's happening at the platform. And then they're starting to work with us for some of their larger customers. And we're building out specific dashboards so they can get a little bit more insights. Plus a handful of TVs across the whole um, organization <laughs> so that everywhere you look you can see what's happening um, at the platform level and for you know high level for the customers as well. That so, must be uh, really cool to see. Yeah, it's super cool. I, I would love to watch those TVs. Are there barriers to making this happen? Is this something that the whole company knew that they would be interested in when you started to roll this out? Or did you have to do a sell job to convince people that this information could be valuable to them? I, I wouldn't say the barriers are that large, but it is a change management exercise. You're going to have a couple of key themes from that. One of them is you want to have some internal champions right? People that are really driving it. And you want to have those stakeholders from the other groups that are doing it. From the engineering side, reach out and talk to people and say, if I could give you anything, what would that be? If I could show you anything that you wanted to see, think outside the box, forget how we've done things before. Tell me what would be useful for you. And then maybe even sit with them and shadow them, help them understand things, look at it from a different lens. Watch some of the challenges they go through when they're working with a customer, when a customer has issues, when they need to reach out to them, or if they're just troubleshooting something with them when information's going back and forth. The third part that's really helpful for that is having these initiatives supported from the top level, right? If things are important to the C-suite, if they're important to the leadership, people know these are big for the organization. Tell them what we're trying to do, why we're doing it, and who to talk to and that they're supported and they're encouraged to reach out to do that. So what was the most surprising thing that the business asked for in terms of the data they were looking at? Was there anything that, that stood out to you as, wow, I didn't know they'd want that? There's a number of things that we've thought about, but a lot of it is very specific to the customer. Actually, a lot of our customers we're finding are trying to monitor us as well. They've been looking for, are there ways that we can share some of this information back? Can we create permalinks on some of these boards and give them to our customers so they can see what's happening, so they don't have to do the same activities and they can have the level of confidence that we know what's going on with our platform and they can see it from similar views. 
And what's been people's reaction? Can you describe your internal teams? Were they happy about this? Did they see this as new work for them? Or did it kind of give them that extra boost of confidence in terms of how they're engaging with the customers? I think it's been a very positive response across the board because you're you're just giving them more meaningful insights to talk about. If, if you have to, you know, if you're a typical CSM at any SaaS company, you could have 50 plus customers in your portfolio. If you're going to call them up, what are you going to talk about? Here's some new product features that are coming out or here's some stuff that's in our roadmap or here's a couple things I know we talked about before. But what if you could contextualize that around their business, things that matter to them as well? I think that's very meaningful in, in changing the conversation. We can tailor the information around the things that matter to our customer so we understand what matters to their business and why they're using us in the first place. Have there been measurable outcomes from this in terms of faster troubleshooting or ultimately lower churn? So in terms of the troubleshooting, infinitely fast. When you have New Relic set up properly, and again, it's not just installing it, you have to put the right data into it. Right? You have to standardize what your errors are going to look like, put the right information in there, customize some error codes, add some contextualized business information, throw some product metrics up there. So there is a little work to do some from that side, but now you already have the tools that can make that visible to you and everyone else. Once we put that in, we took issues that could take days before or may not even be able to be solved. We have a platform with a billion plus requests a day coming through on it. That's a lot to deal with. When you have 25 wow. microservices scaled out from two to 20 instances of each of them, 100 terabytes of data, we're not Google size, but it's enough that you have scale issues. Being able to really drill down and say, all right, despite all of this noise, what's really happening? What's meaningful? What do I need to go after? And how do I know when it's fixed? And how do I know who it impacted? And by making the changes we've talked about here, we're now able to do that in a matter of minutes. I think the two key themes from this is we don't have to go back to our customers and try and recreate the issue. We should already have that information. We should already know that it happened, be proactive about it, and then have a measurable way to say, I can say with confidence, this is now solved. And that's a big part of what New Relic's brought for us. And, that, and that's very important, providing that level of confidence back to your customers that we know what's going on and we can stand by that. We know when it happens, we know how to stop it, and we know when it's fixed as well. So the other side of my question, though, was whether you've noticed uh, any quantifiable changes in your churn rates. We haven't seen churn go down from that, but we think it's really important towards driving that stability. I don't have an exact number to throw at it right now, but we are seeing meaningful change in the right direction there. And I think this has been a big part of that. Oh, that's awesome. What do you hope the, the potential impact for the customer is on this? What do you hope they're going to get out of all this? It's a better mutual relationship both ways. The, the better we can understand our customer, what they're trying to do, what's important to them, and, and how we can help them with our platform, uh, and how we can best uh, support them if there are any issues is going to be really important as we're working together. So I, I think it's about having that relationship where we know when to reach out, how to reach out, and what we can do to help them. I was thinking we're, the timing was perfect to shift gears a little bit and look forward, Stephen, just get some thoughts from you in terms of what do you see as the role of AI and any other new technologies um, that you might be looking back in the future are going to play and drive and increase your, your innovation transformation? I think the first step is really back to that theme around how do we take the heaps of data that we have and translate that into a meaningful business conversation? How do I take all this stuff that's been very engineering themed and then turn it into a business lens so that your platforms or engineering is not a black box. It's contextualized around your customers. There's some actionable insights from this. When you have that set up, then it's a lot easier to run some AI on the business side of it. Because I, I think there's a little bit less of, you know, 
predicting when errors are going to come up. Uh, you know, you have alerts for that. You have triggers for that. You want to be able to solve it so that there just aren't errors in the first place. That's how you solve that problem. The more interesting piece for me is how do I translate in that this information so it's important to all parts of the business. And then when I have that, that's when some of that predictive and the AI, AI pieces become a little bit more interesting. Stepping beyond the technology for a second, what do you see as the, the next step or the end game for, for this process of, of gathering this data and sharing it widely throughout your organization and with customers? So I, I think there's kind of two big parts that I see are very, very interesting for, for New Relic and really for just how do you run a SaaS platform in general? So one of them that you were kind of mentioning on is really, okay, take the information that we have and now put a different persona lens on it. How do I make this meaningful to everyone outside of the org? When you say I want to be a data-driven org, it doesn't just mean that we just look at the data and we make all of our decisions based on that. But you do want to be informed by that. You want it in front of everyone all the time so they're seeing it, so they're thinking about it. One of the big things for me that I, I'd be really excited to see more companies doing is, is there a way to demystify the platform and what's happening on it? And when you walk into a C-suite meeting, into leadership meetings, and, and especially into different groups within the org, is our tools like New Relic and Insights right there at the forefront? Is that one of the first things that you look at and you talk about when you're trying to figure out what do we do next and what's happening right now? Any tips on what New Relic can do to make the data that you generate in New Relic more accessible to that C-suite? I think a big part for that is really expanding the use case of this dashboard and allowing us to be able to put our own custom metrics into it. So you have really nice integrations with other platforms. Uh, you have really good integrations with your the overall New Relic suite. But how do we treat this just like a general dashboard as well that we can pump whatever information we need into there so that it's not just looking at what I would call the performance metrics, which are things that are coming from New Relic, but activity metrics, adoption metrics. Tie that into things that are coming in from, say, your Salesforce CRM. So I can quantify the issue, not just by here's the customers that are impacted. Here's the MRR that's impacted by this. Here's the financial implications of some of these. The more that we can turn that into a general business dashboard is it has a couple of different lenses from the platform to the product to the engineering side to even some leadership metrics that are on there. That makes it very powerful and it becomes the one-stop shop for everything that you would need to kind of see what's happening within the org, within your platforms. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's the focus behind the developers platform that we uh, introduced uh, earlier this fall, developers.newlock.com. Before we sign off, though, what would you want to leave listeners to, to the podcast with? Is there, is there a single point that maybe you, that would be a good takeaway from all this? One of the most interesting themes going forward is trying to change the outlook of engineering from just being a cost center to really being a thought leader within the organization. With all the rich data and insights that you have, you really can enable the broader org to function differently and think differently about how they do their day-to-day -day operations and how they can be better informed for those decisions. You have to pay for these tools at the end of the day. If you can go back and say that this is actually how we're going to sell better, this is how we're going to better reduce our churn, that's a very different conversation. And, and from the engineering side, it's a very interesting way to really help roll this out within the org, get budgeted for it, and kind of push this forward as a major initiative that's not just for engineering, but it's for the broader organization overall. So you're talking about using IT for competitive advantage, not just uh, as a cost center. Exactly. I love that. Cynthia, any, any other questions you'd like to ask? I do have one last question. Are there any first steps for companies that are just beginning to make this transformation and just starting this journey? I think the biggest first steps are break down some of those barriers that you typically see in product companies between your different groups. 
reach out, talk to each other and ask them, what do you want to see? What would be helpful? And, and the, one of the biggest first steps for that is take the data, demystify it, get out of this. This is too technical for me. I, I don't know what to do with this and really contextualize that around the client and then start those conversations, reach out to the groups, tell them you can help and let them ask for anything they want and see what you can do with that. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Steve. I really appreciate uh, your time today. Cynthia, it's been great having you uh, as our co-host today. And thank you so much. If you'd like to learn more about New Relic, go to, you guessed it, newrelic.com. We'd like to express our thanks again to our guest, Scribble Live VP and Head of Engineering, Steve Henry, and to our own Cynthia Hester, making her debut co-hosting the New Relic Modern Software Podcast. We're interested in your feedback so please feel free to tell us what you think on Twitter, hashtag Modern Software Podcast. To avoid missing an episode, you can subscribe to the New Relic Modern Software Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. I'm Frederick Paul. Thanks for listening. And remember, New Relic, because you need to know right now.